All right, team, season four, here we go. those of you that are new around here, we are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com. That's habit with a Y to request more info. So since our team has grown, we're mixing things up a bit this season. We figured having all six of us coaches on one episode would be a total shit show. So each episode will have a mixture of us all and just kind of depending on the topic and um, whatnot. So to learn more about us, keep listening. The coaches that are on the mic today, I am Zan Rule. Ferlane Collar and Chloe Naismith. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Can we please welcome Ferlane to our very first episode ever? Whoop, yeah. whoop. Yeah. And this is Chloe. Uh, you've, wait, Chloe, you've been on this already? I was on. I thought you were a virgin. I was second. Damn. I was on the very last Damn. one last season. So. Okay. New to Don't us. worry. She was still nervous today, Ferlane. Don't worry. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Learning the ropes. Yes. <laughs> Um, so since Ferlaine and Chloe are some of our newest coaches, we really wanted to cover their stories today just so that you guys can get to know our team a little bit more. Today, you're going to hear about how they've got to, you know, the point that they're at now, what they've been through and where they're going. So if you've been listening since season one, you may have noticed we've already done an episode like this. But again, with our new coach lineup, we really just want to make sure we cover everyone so that you guys know the whole habit team. But first, we really like to just throw in a little little tidbits about ourselves. And right now, um, well, prior to us recording, we were talking about food, as always. Let's get real. And um, I asked the girls, if you could eat one cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be? And funny enough, we kind of all had the same answer. But Chloe, I'll let you let you go first. I went with obviously Mediterranean, Greek, anything from that area. You know, I love my chicken shawarma. I love my Greek salad, all the feta cheese, olives, pile it on. (laughs) Now, Chloe, did you like Greek food prior to meeting me just as much? I did. Okay. (laughs) I was just curious. No, my mom and I have like our go-to restaurant back in Laverne called Cafe X2O. And it is like top-notch one of my favorite restaurants we went probably once a week not gonna Mm, lie okay okay love it and for lane what about you that sounds really good well (laughs) my first initial thing was like i'll probably pick some asian cuisine but actually i didn't (laughs) i'm probably sick of that um i could eat that anytime but i actually coincidentally enough i also picked mediterranean food i'm all about the baklava though like, I mean, yes, the gyros, everything, that's still good. But then the baklava. Yes. Take that one at the very end. Yes, please. With the real, like actual real pistachios. Mm. Yes. yes, absolutely. My mouth is quite literally watering right now. So by the time it gets to the baklava. We should have that right now. By the time it gets to the baklava, I've like stuffed my face so much that I barely have room for baklava. But there's always a little section of you my have. tummy that is like ready for the dessert. You have to. <laughs> And um, for me, it's the same thing, Greek food. (laughs) My 
I know. No, swear to God, you guys, we did not plan this. But <laughs> mine is a little bit more cliche because I'm actually Greek myself. So I grew up really eating this cuisine. And um, I have a go-to place here in San Diego. She's actually owned the restaurant for like 40 to 50 years. She is from Greece. And it is the most authentic Greek food I've ever eaten. And she's basically like my second mom here. So she always fills my tummy. So, um, I've introduced Chloe to it cause she, Chloe lives in San Diego as well. And she's obsessed. So for Lane, next time you're in town, Wait, we will take you there. I was going to say, where is this? I want to know where this is. It's downtown and it's so good. Oh, shout Ooh, out Grand Yes. <laughs> yes. So good. So yep. good. <laughs> mm. so, so before we get way off topic and just continue talking about food, <laughs> Let's dive in, shall we? Um, so let's just go over the basics. You know, where are you guys from? Let's give us give our listeners a little bit of background um, to you know where, how you grew up, college experience, etc. So, um, for Lane, if you guys want to, or if you want to start, go for yeah, it. Definitely. Um, so I've obviously been. You guys already know this. I was born in the Philippines. I moved to America when I was 11. Um, and then from then on, like I pretty much grew up eating anything and everything because back where where I grew up, whatever part of like an animal, I guess, that you can buy at a store, they will literally have it at the marketplace because everything, the food is so scarce. So I grew up eating anything and everything that my mom cooked. Didn't really know about much with food in general until really, you know, growing up. And then coming to America, I we actually migrated to Reno, Nevada right away and pretty much been there all my life until I met my husband and then we moved a couple, few times. Um, West Coast, East Coast, now, now um, West Coast, or East Coast, sorry. Uh, but here, when I was in school, in middle school, I played volleyball and basketball and in high school I played a little bit of basketball but like thinking back looking back now I probably should have done track but track at that time when I was growing up wasn't that cool so it wasn't like the cool sport so I was like (laughs) okay maybe I won't do track I don't know but I definitely would have I think I would have really excelled in like some high jump I don't know or like hurdles with how my body is I probably would have yeah but then like yeah, it wasn't. It was like the sport that no one really cared for. <laughs> so I was like, eh, maybe I'll just volleyball is always cool, basketball is always cool. So I did. I did that instead. <laughs> um, yeah, and then oh my God. grew up with um, college. I did. I didn't do anything through college, and that was probably a mistake because I didn't. I thought that since I was pretty small framed in general, like I didn't really need to do anything, and I just kept on with my life and just doing college things and then adult life happened and I was like I probably should be doing something and that's kind of you know where, where my story started with fitness but I like how you say adult things in college <laughs> it's okay Not, we yeah. binge drank we ate like crap at two in the morning it's okay we've all been it's there. adult things that. right <laughs> no, yeah. way to keep it pg yes yes don't worry we never keep it pg on these episodes so (laughs) we keep it real yes Chloe, what about you girl all righty well I was born and raised in SoCal I've lived here all my life um before I came to San Diego I was originally from LA County in a little city like right on the border called Laverne um and I 
at a super young age was actually diagnosed with juvenile um, arthritis. So I was never really, I wouldn't say allowed to play sports, but I couldn't really play sports because um, in my own terms, my legs would give out and they would just be so tired. So running was not an option. Walking for long times was not an option. Um, so I was kind of pretty sedentary my like childhood, but then I kind of grew out of that towards middle school and I actually fell in love with volleyball. And fun fact, I don't think I've actually ever told anybody this, but since we keep it so real on this podcast, the number one reason I joined volleyball was because I really wanted to wear booty shorts. <laughs> and <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was literally waiting for that. I was like, okay, it's I actually had no idea what she was going to say. I was a little scared. <laughs> I just really like always just wanted to wear booty shorts and show off my little booty. Um, I don't know who gave me the right, but after that, I mean, I, I totally fell in love with it. I played all the way through high school. Um, my senior year, I actually did um, go through kind of a back injury. So I quote unquote medically retired from volleyball. Um, and then into my college, that's kind of where I didn't really know too much of what I was doing. I mean, I would go to the gym, honestly, for like an hour a day and I would like do all the cardio and then like walk around the weight section and pick <laughs> things up and put them back down and then move on to the next thing. Didn't really know much of what I was doing. Um, and then I started to get a little more structured once I kind of found CrossFit. I found that my sophomore year of college and it was no, no turning back from there. So that brings me to where I am now. Fun fact, guys, me, Chloe, and Ferlaine all met at a CrossFit gym. Yes. Surprise. Cool? Here in San Diego. <laughs> Years ago, Ferlaine though. I know. Yes. It feels like forever. Ye- I know. But isn't it, it's so cool how we've all come full circle. Now we're all working together and now we're that on is, a podcast. That is very cool. So, I know. But we all share that in common. And I do know that CrossFit was a huge part of why we all got into macros so, um, Ferlaine, I know you kind of mentioned you did all the adult things, so to speak, in college. So um, what kind of led you to um, seek out macros, you know, and prior to macros, did you try anything else? Kind of like, um, you know, Chloe had mentioned she was kind of a cardioholic. Um, you know, what was your method prior to macros? I did not have any method at all. So I, I like telling this story, but back when basically my fitness journey started, I guess. Uh, my roommate asked me to run with him. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, run, I got this. And f- literally five houses down the block, I was dead. Like I was sitting down on the sidewalk, <laughs> I could not breathe, I couldn't do shit. Like I'm like, why, like I should be able to do this, I'm just running. Um, and so that was like my kind of like my epiphany, like you need to do something about this. So I. I went home and signed up for my first 10K and running was the easiest thing to do. It was free. You don't, ha- you need, you don't need someone to tell you how, what, how to do it. We, everyone knows how to do it. And it's, that was basically where I started. And then from then on, I was still kind of eating like shit because again, I didn't really know anything. There was no one, I guess there was no one around that really helped me through that. Cause growing up um, eating like Filipino food all the Filipino food is pretty much unhealthy. Obviously you could, now you could sub, 
certain things and make them healthier. But in general, it's fried. It's all like a bunch of oil, bad oils, and it's it's not good for you. It, you will probably get a heart attack even though if you're just tiny and small. So that's kind of <laughs> where I figured I'm like, I probably should do something about this. And again, like I didn't know how to get started. I didn't know who to turn to. So I just did fitness for a while and just kind of did my own thing. I did P90X. I did insanity. I did all the things. (laughs) And then finally, I think once I started running a lot more, I saw myself getting leaner and leaner where it to a point where I looked like malnourished because it was all I did was cardio. I did not lift any weights, nothing. And so after that, I was like, I need, you know, again, trying to see if I can do something else about it. There's a gym where I used to work at that's free. It's like a corporate gym. And I would go in there and someone was always working the the front desk and she was a personal trainer. So I talked to her about it and, and she kind of opened me up with, you know, okay, you probably should be eating better if you're running, you know, 10, 12 miles a day, you should probably do something about that. And that's kind of where I was introduced to not just macros per se, but just eating healthier to fuel your workouts. And that's kind of where I started. I had no idea what macros were when I first started. Like, like what? Micronutrients? What? No idea. <laughs> um, I was pretty, yeah. And, and it's fun because you end up learning so much about how your body can be fueled with these things. Like it, it's a science experiment every single time. But when you find that niche and you find what works for you, your body is, it's like an, it's amazing machine that can process a lot of different things all at the same time. And I, I probably went on a rant on that one, but that is my story and I'm sticking to it. I love it. Every word you said, love it. <laughs> Um, what about you, Chloe? Like what drew you to macros and, um, you know, was there any point where you were like hesitant to even like start tracking? Um, I would say probably the thing that drew me most to macros was once I started CrossFit and I kind of just like, you know, drank the Kool-Aid, totally became obsessed, like major CrossFit (laughs) freak, like wanted to do all the things that everybody else was doing. Um, that's when I kind of started to hear about macros and I did a little more research. Like I had used my fitness pal in the past and I counted calories, I guess, didn't really know what I was doing. But, um, once I kind of saw a little bit more about what macros was about and how you could use it to kind of fuel your workouts and how important it was to like make fitness gains and how all of these top athletes in CrossFit are like completely shredded and eating like 4,000 calories a day. I was like, right. I was like, okay, like that's, I want, I want to do that. I was going to say, yeah. sign me like, up. I can have a six pack and shredded muscles and eat 4,000 calories. Like, yes, please, yes, that is my ideal life. So kind of once I started realizing that and how important it was for your workouts and for hitting those goals and reaching those strides, like I just wanted to kind of really get into it. And that's when I kind of started learning about it. And I wouldn't say that I was ever really hesitant to start tracking. I just know that like, it was definitely going to help me get to where I wanted to be Mm -hmm. with 
majority of my fitness goals. Yeah. I actually love that your goal was to get stronger because I know Mm, a lot of women still fear lifting weights, right? And I promise you, ladies, lifting (laughs) weights is not going to make you bulky. It's just not, you know, and if you're fueling your body properly too, that's where you're going to build that lean muscle. So (laughs) don't be afraid. Prioritize that strength training. And you're going to hear that from all three of us, like all the time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So just get used to it now, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, it doesn't mean you have to do CrossFit either. We want to put that out there. You know, any form of strength training, we are all for it. We just, us three in particular, really fell in love with CrossFit. And it made us feel like badasses yeah. to lift all the weights. And, you know, that feeling was really empowering for each and every one of Absolutely. us. So. Okay, so tell me about, like, your macro journey up until this point. So, um, you know... Did you ever have that like aha moment, right? Where um, I feel like a lot of our clients experience that. Or are you at a point where you kind of track every once in a while, take a break, so on and so forth? Um, Chloe, why don't you go? Yeah, I can start this one off. Um, I know like right when I kind of started, not CrossFit, it was before CrossFit. So when I kind of started just going to a regular gym, um, I wanted to change my body you know I had the idea that like I needed to be skinnier I needed to look a certain way or whatever and I seeked out the help of a personal trainer who was at the gym that I worked the front desk at and he was like okay like I can help you out like I'll give you nutrition advice and he wanted me he told me okay so whenever you eat something breakfast lunch dinner snacks whatever you put in your mouth send me a photo of whatever you're going to be eating. And I was like, okay, like this will keep me accountable. And so I would send him my breakfast, which was like a bowl of oatmeal and like a scoop of peanut butter and then a handful of trail mix. And he'd respond back and see like, okay, great, but let's do without the trail mix. Like that's too much fat. Like you can't have all that fat to start off with breakfast and then continue eating like that throughout the day. And I'm like, well, I kind of thought that I was eating really healthy and it seemed like everything that I would send him, like if I was eating <laughs> a salad, like with nothing in it, he'd be like, okay, no dressing, like eliminate all of these things. Like don't basically eat plain lettuce and grilled chicken. Like I was obviously, as many of you ladies realize, not happy eating such a restricted diet. And that was kind of when I realized like, okay, this maybe isn't what I want to do. And at the end of the day, you know, I was probably eating 13 to 1400 calories. And with the workouts that I was doing, like, obviously, I thought the more that I worked out, the more weight I would lose. So working out twice a day, high intensity, like at this time, I think I was doing like kickboxing workouts and like hit workouts. And for that weight, eating 13 1400 calories is not going to do anything for me. And so I kind of realized that I wasn't making any sort of progress in the right direction. And I kind of put a squash to that. Didn't feel like paying for those services anymore when they were basically just starving me and telling me I couldn't eat two scoops of peanut butter. Um, And so that's once I kind of realized that like, okay, I probably need to eat more and like I'm hungry. And then shortly after that, honestly, once I had found CrossFit and got into it, like I went to the coaches, like, pretty soon after asked them about nutrition they introduced me to CrossFit I got my first set of numbers programmed by my first CrossFit coach and like was awestruck 
at how much food I was supposed to be eating. And I literally started doing that. I started implementing that. And the results that I started seeing so fast with like muscle gain and body recomposition was just honestly insane. And I would say that it was probably my biggest aha moment when it comes to the journey is just realizing that eating more food is not at all a bad thing. And I, I experienced that firsthand for sure. And that you don't have to eliminate exactly. anything either. Yes. Right? You can see how much peanut yeah. butter I yeah. eat on a weekly Absolutely. basis nowadays, mm-hmm. like four scoops a day in one meal sometimes. <laughs> I go through jars literally a week. It's insane. Yes. And it works and it fits and I'm happy, you know, and I feel Mm -hmm. like that's the biggest thing. I like what I'm eating. I'm full at the end of the day. I don't feel deprived of my favorite foods. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. And I know I've said this a thousand times, especially to my clients, but I talk, I tell them eating is quite literally something we have to do for the rest of our lives. Like there's no way to avoid it. I love that. So if you are miserable, you are doing it wrong. Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. Enjoy what you eat and don't eliminate anything because that's just not how to live life. I agree. Yeah. It shouldn't be a task. Like exactly. Just like taking a shower. It shouldn't be a task. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also something you should do every single day. Just just let you know. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not wash your hair every single day, depending on, you know, the oil, yeah. No. Yeah, but we got definitely it. fewer oh, around. Yeah. Once a yeah. week. We got it hair. Once a week hair yeah. washer. Same. Same. A, Maybe twice, depending on what I do. I have a hair washing schedule, yeah. for sure. Wednesdays. Like. <laughs> Wednesdays are my hair washing days. Wednesdays. No exceptions. It used to be Thursdays. It did it used, used to be Thursdays. Thursday. <laughs> then my schedule changed a little bit. And now Change I'd like to have clean hair yeah. before I go to work, so... We changed it to Wednesdays. And I don't want to wake up earlier to wash my hair before work, so. Dry shampoo is your best friend. Amen. Yes. (laughs) Um, What about you, Ferlaine? Did you ever have, like, one of those aha moments that Chloe was just talking about? I don't know if I have, like, I had an aha moment. Like, I started really the nutrition process. Again, like I said before, I was, I didn't know what to do, so I asked for help. And then at at that point, I was like, okay, this is something that I'm really enjoying. And it's something that I really starting to love. And that's when I, you know, got my certification. And then also at the same time, I I dabbled on the nutrition because I had no idea, again, what was I what I was doing. And even though, you know, there was someone there to help me, I wanted to know more information for myself, like do my own research. And yeah, I the, the macros I've, I've tracked here and there, not, I, w- I mean, I'm to be completely honest, I haven't done like, you know, compl- have like months and months of tracking, but I, I think you get to a point when you're tracking that you know your body well enough where you, you don't end up having to track anymore because you know exactly what your body needs. You know exactly the amount of food that your body needs to be able to process and to be able to have a good a good day in general when you're working out when you're just doing a walk whatever it is you're doing and to me now I'm at a point in my life where obviously I'm postpartum and I I've turned back into macros again because I now my body's completely changed and I want to be able to not per se get that transformation I know I'm not going to be able to get back to where I was before um, having a baby and that's totally fine I've accepted that already but the fact that now I have to kind of start fresh again and macro I've turned back to macros once again just to kind of see with breastfeeding as well you got, 
girls, mamas, you know, that you're burning like 500 calories just with breastfeeding. So that, I have to take that into consideration now. Plus I'm starting to really dabble back onto my workouts again. So again, again, trial and error. I am now doing a science experiment on myself not in, in a great way. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like <laughs> opening myself up, but, um, yeah, I, that's why I like macros because you could turn it off and turn it on and be exactly where you want to be all over again. Like mm-hmm. it's not something absolutely you, that you have to continue for your entire life because you get to a point where you, you're set, you're set to go unless mm-hmm. you have different goals, obviously, then it, you, you can go back and start it all over again. And that, I think that's what's so freeing about it is that mm-hmm. you don't, again, like we don't have to restrict yourself and no, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to eat this. No dairy for me. There's just a lot of freedom for doing mm-hmm. macros. Yeah. And I think that's why, that's why the habit, the program itself has been so successful to be, be being able to help so many, so many women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that you touched on kind of that intuitive eating part, because that is something that we really want to push our clients to. And don't get me wrong, you know, with your cup of tea is to track every single day for years and years, mm-hmm. by all means, you know, that's your lifestyle. And if you have fun with it and you, you know, don't feel imprisoned to tracking, go for it. But I do know a lot of clients are like, I don't want to track for the rest of my life. This is tedious. This is, it could be annoying. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I get annoyed doing it. Yeah. And you know, a lot during the 12-week program, like I start to inch my clients towards that intuitive eating because you need to build that mind-to-body connection. You need to um, see, you know, what your body needs and what it's asking for and the different physiological cues. And so I love being able to teach clients that so that they don't feel like they have to track the rest of their lives. And I also love that you did say, you know, macros really can fit anyone's lifestyle. And I talk a lot about that with my clients, you can mold macros to whatever you want to achieve. And like for you, Ferlaine, you uh, just had your first kiddo mm-hmm. and you know, this is something brand new you're experiencing. Yeah. And now that you're on this postpartum journey, macros are now catered to you yep. um, and molded differently than they might've been prior Before. to that. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Chloe, you could probably attest to this. Like our clients ask us all the time, like, do you do you track every single day? Like what's your, you know? And I'm like, no, like I will be completely honest. And, um, there might be times where like, for instance, summer's coming up, you know, beach season, I might want to be back in a cut. And if I choose to do that, then awesome. I'm going to do that. And I'll probably track for like a week because then I'll know what to be eating and I get into the rhythm of it. And I just intuitively eat from there. Mm -hmm. Um, winter months let's get real there's a lot of holidays I love desserts <laughs> and I want to be more in maintenance numbers around then so that I can have more room to eat those things and so these are just examples of how like you really can do whatever you want yeah. with your body and those numbers and they'll cater to you no matter what yeah and I think the flexibility aspect of it too is just one of one of the best things I've experienced with it is aside from say like keto or intermittent fasting or some sort of quote unquote diet Which I've that, done like yeah, I've done that like. that strives <laughs> to get your body in a certain phase and then the second that you you know eat too many carbs or you break your fast a couple hours early like all of a sudden you're out of this phase and you have to start over and get back into <laughs> ketosis and all of this kind of stuff yeah. whatever it may be yeah but like macros like you can track 
Monday and then not track again until Friday and then track Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then not track again for another three weeks. And it's like, you can turn it on and turn it off. And like, you can continue making progress as long as you're just paying attention to your body's cues. And Uh like, it's so flexible and it's not like a, like an on or off switch where like, you have to be in this phase, you have to be tracking for this long. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you can, you can pick it up or put it down whenever you want. And your body Mm -hmm. is still going to respond. Yeah, and I, I, Absolutely. I, I definitely like with what Zan was saying. I do. I when I know that I'm like kind of starting all over again, I do track for you know like a good week to kind of see like you ha- you have a one a basis, and that's kind of like a nice space for you. Because then again, a lot of things you'll I'm sure a lot of the things you eat are somewhat repetitive, so you have yeah. an idea of how to go through each week and not have again not have to completely track and I love that you know that fact that you know with Chloe was saying that yeah you, you maybe you track for two days and then not it there's it's so flexible you literally can still live your life and not be stuck on your phone on my fitness pal the entire day yep mm-hmm. absolutely and of course, ladies, this comes with experience too, mm-hmm. right? Macros have been in our lives, Absolutely. in and out of our lives for years, right? And so someone brand new to tracking, yeah, I do recommend you track every single day and you start to master the skill, you know, the skill will get, um, or you'll get more comfortable with the skill the more you do it. So that's not to say any new trackers should track for two days and then stop. But um, again, you will eventually get to this point and um, and we're also not saying that we're experts either. There are still things that we work on on a daily and a weekly basis. Um, and so going off of that, you know, Ferlaine, what do you think one thing is or what is one thing that you are still currently working on in terms of macros or just your current lifestyle? Um, based it, this one's not really macros related. I would say, I mean, with having a newborn, having a work-life balance mm-hmm. is one of probably the toughest things right now to juggle. I work a full-time job as a head coach and then I have the habit with my girls and then I have a full a baby. I'm a mom full-time. Um, it's, we have no family here in Philadelphia. It's, I bring my baby to me with, to work every single day, Monday through Friday. So that's just been an interesting journey and I'm constantly having to just figure out the best I wouldn't say schedule because I'm just kind of going by the whim because my baby does not have a schedule. And I think it's just a matter of understanding and processing how the day is going to be and not letting myself, not letting it get to me where I, mm-hmm. the day just ends up getting completely ruined because one day didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. And I think that could probably relate to macros as well. You know, like you, yes, you pre-logged today but then all of a sudden your friend asks you to go, go out and have some drinks because she's having you know some just wanted some some time with her friend and you're gonna say yes because you're a good friend so be okay with that like it's okay mm-hmm. and to to be able to let yourself have that grace of like okay I'm not like if if my friend needs me today I'm my pre-log is I'm gonna just restart all over again tomorrow and that's totally fine and and I think a lot of us women in general have this expectation of being perfect because the society, social media, whatever it is, has given you that that notion. And this should not be the case at all. And I, I wish it's that that could be taken away from us and just to be able to live that healthy life and just be able to do you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Absolutely. I'm, this <laughs> podcast is just getting me on a rant. 
holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're passionate about what you're talking yeah. about. And I love it. I mean, yeah, we're all addicted to routine. I mean, yes. we're routine based creatures and we thrive off of that. But macros are there to teach you to stop being so rigid. And yeah, it can be really difficult at times. I mean, like you just said, someone brand new to tracking, you've pre-logged everything, you planned out your whole day, and then life throws you a curveball and you freak out. And that's when, you know, you often toss in the towel and you're like, F it, I already messed up today. I might as well just keep going and start fresh tomorrow where that doesn't have to be that way. And yeah, it's going to take time for you to get out of that mindset. But that is something that we work on a lot with our clients. And it's so awesome to finally see them be able to adapt, um, you know, to these different moments and not have any stress or anxiety. That's like one of my favorite client moments for sure. Yeah, what about you, Chloe? What are you currently working on? I think something that a lot of people like do kind of need to realize too is that even as coaches, like we, like Zan said, we are not experts. We are not perfect. There are still things that give us trouble. And with me, you know, like my Monday through Friday can be 100% perfect to a T plus or minus five grams of each of my macros. And come the weekend, I don't know what I'm going to be doing like that can that is still something that can kind of throw me for a little bit of a loop and sometimes I'm going to eat out three times in one day and sometimes I'm going to have a couple extra mimosas at brunch and sometimes I'm going to get a little extra snacky when I get home and I think that you know is always going to be something I'm going to have to work on but like Verlaine said too you know just like being graceful with yourself being agile, knowing that you can move things around and that you don't have to be perfect to still reach your goals and to maintain your progress. Um, I think that's a big thing. And weekends are literally never going to stop happening. We are, (laughs) even after COVID, you know, we're getting back to a social life. And yeah, sometimes that gives me a little bit of anxiety, not really knowing like, oh shit, how do I track this meal of seven tacos that I'm about to eat? But just knowing that I can just wipe off my knees and move right on. Like after that is, is yes. yeah, just get right back on the horse. Doesn't have to get me Absolutely. down. Um, the number one thing we tell clients is to not avoid or eliminate certain things during their program. We want you to drink alcohol. We want you to go out and eat. Why? Because you need to learn how to navigate those situations. They are a part of life for the rest of your life. And, you know, if you eliminated them during our program, you won't have a coach or a community by your side for support. And so this is the best time to practice. And the more times you put yourself in that situation, the more you're going to feel confident going into it. So even though Chloe's mentioning, yeah, sometimes weekends can give her anxiety, but she's experienced it so often that she knows how to brush it off if she does feel like she overindulged or whatever it might be. And she just, you know, makes the next day that much better. So that's again, comes with time and practice for sure. Um, Going off of that, what do you think, or what is your favorite thing to work on with a client? Oh, I, I think that one of my favorite things that I will just like hound into each and every one of my girls week after week, if they struggle with this is coming to the realization that the number on the scale is probably the most insignificant data point when it comes to tracking and body recomposition and fitness goals and all of those kinds of things. And there are so many other things that can be happening 
when the number on the scale doesn't budge even one pound. I've seen amazing body recomposition changes. Someone going from no abs to a six pack and gaining weight on the scale. And if not gaining weight, even just like staying the same weight. And like, I think we just need to get out of the mindset that you have to lose weight to look good. Like gaining weight is just as important. Staying the same weight is just as important. Like if your energy feels good, if your sleep feels good, if you're recovering from your workouts efficiently, and if your body's feeling good day to day and you're making strength goals and your biceps are coming in and all of these things are so much more important and so much more telling than strictly seeing the number on the scale. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to kind of just really tackle right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's hard. Diet culture is drilled into our heads that the number on the scale is the number one progress indicator. If I could, Mm -hmm. I would freaking burn every single scale that exists in the world because it, it just, it sucks that these women, you know, get caught up on it when they're making progress in so many other areas. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what your coach is there for. We're going to point out all your other wins because you guys amaze us each and every day. I would probably, I mean, say the same thing with the scale too, just going off what Chloe was saying. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely all about that too. And just a prime example of that girls I when I was running not like I was just the cardio freak and eating whatever the fuck I want I was 100 pounds and I could not for the love of God like no matter what I eat I would just stay at 100 pounds and once I started strength training and actually lifting heavy weights I w- my I weighed 125 25 pounds of muscle yeah. like yeah. unbelievable like it was and unreal you look so good girl so good <laughs> Yeah, seriously. My driver's license, literally, I think my driver's license (laughs) says still that I weigh 125 pounds. And I haven't stepped on a scale in a long time, but I think I'm sitting around like 147. And I'm stronger and and I'm leaner than I was when I was 125. So it's literally ridiculous. Yeah, Uh, yeah. booty gains right there, girl. (laughs) Booty short for the volleyball. Let's go. We need the booty gains for the volleyball short. (laughs) She had to fill out those spandex, you know? (laughs) But, you know, all in all, honestly, I love every single one of our coaches because we feel like we really can be relatable to you ladies. You know, we are still a work in progress. We have gone through the ebbs and flows, you know, of the emotional turmoil it is to, you know, get over fear, um, get over eating more food and accepting that you really can eat whatever the hell you want and still see progress. And so, you know, why we share our personal stories is because we want you to know that we've been there before and we're here to help you get to that point. And I promise you, we will will not steer you in the wrong direction. We got you back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other final thoughts, ladies? Anything else that you guys wanted to add? I mean, if you get me started on something, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> so that's probably good to we'll stop now. Because <laughs> yes. it, is, it is also 8 o'clock where I'm at, and my baby needs to sleep. Yeah. So if I kept going here, I would probably go for another hour, and my <laughs> baby would probably hate me. <laughs> it's okay. That's why we're on Instagram stories on a weekly basis. Continue to get to know us. Um, you know, don't forget to check out the habit. And yeah, if you guys have any questions, let us know. But please give both or for Lane a huge welcome to her first episode. Yes. Yes. Not all around. And <laughs> our newest addition to the habit team. So 
um, yeah, I hope you guys got to learn a little bit more about them and um, we can't wait for you guys to tune into our next episode. So next episode, Coach Lexis and Coach Mary will be taking the mic. They are going to be... Um, chatting with their good friend Kelsey who has an amazing transformation story I don't want to give away any details because her um, story really is so inspirational and empowering so they're gonna talk with her on the next episode so tune in for that bye